Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve and I'm joined by my tag team partner, Jeff. Jeff, we got a lot to talk about. This is an emergency hangover because Ring of Honor is on the ropes. Breaking news, late Wednesday, Ring of Honor released a statement saying that they're pivoting their strategy and apparently letting all of their talent go by the end of the year and going to start fresh sometime in April, 2022. Um, I'll get into that and the, the public release statement where we think everybody's going to land and who's really to blame for all this. Um, again, pretty big news. We're going to, most of the show going to be talking about that. Jeff, obviously a big fan of ROH. Um, living in the Baltimore area, would frequent ROH shows. Jeff, how are you feeling about this news, man? I'm really sad about it. I mean, I, I'm a little bit shocked only because of their ownership is Sinclair Broadcasting, which is a big, big company. Ring of Honor is a small, small budget item uh, in, in the company. So, you know, I figured as long as they just put them on TV and then, you know, put them on once to – 72 times a week they they could make their money back in the ads from personal injury attorneys and medical devices and uh car warranties and you know the, the things that you see over and over again on low-end tv the same type of types of ads i've seen on ring of honor for years and years and years and still saw um but apparently not or maybe it was more trouble than it was worth i i don't know you asked me earlier does it have anything to do with the kelly klein and the joey mercury suit i don't think so but i don't know that it's not the case i mean who who knows what straw broke the camel's back was it the marty Skrull contract maybe they're still paying that one did they go too crazy when they broke the bank for uh, the briscoes and shane taylor and uh, uh jay lethal and jonathan gresham well, I, I, I have no idea because most of their contracts are one year that end in, in December or it's per appearance. Like half the people we see on TV aren't on contracts. Brody King's not on a contract. Tony Deppin's not on a contract, or at least that I know of Chris Dickinson, not on a contract. Most of these folks are on per appearance um, dates. So, and listen, people can probably figure this out, but I'm not going to say names because they haven't told me to, but Ring of Honor is the only promotion where I even a little bit know some of the people personally um and there's really only one that i know even a little bit more than a little bit personally so you can probably rid all it out but he didn't know about it until he got a text from me when i was asking bro are you okay what's going on um and he's like what are you talking about and he's like yeah. he's like i'm gonna verify this and then when i process it i'll get back to you um I'm like okay i'm like yeah it's it's all over the place i'm sorry it shouldn't come from me it sucks um and I'm, i mean you know I, i'm nobody i'm aware that i'm nobody i mean you know, I'm, I'm not a media superstar. This is a relatively small podcast. I have 450 followers on Twitter. I mean, you know, just because I think I'm smart or funny or entertaining or whatever doesn't mean I'm A, right about that, and B, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, important in the greater world. Um, but this is shitty. This is, this, is, this, is a, this is a tough day for me. It's certainly a tough day for the talent. They just started a women's division. I mean, Ring of Honor has always been a little funny and had a, you know, just like every other fan base, it's unrealistic. The NWA fans think their wrestling is real. The NMLW fans, they think their wrestling is the realist. I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. Every fan base is like that. And, you know, Ring of, Ring of Honor has there too. But it was like, you know, they're silly, they're cute, it's nice. But now they're 
they're sad. Now they're heartbroken, or some of them don't quite, they haven't quite figured it out. They like, they're really buying into the statement, which maybe it's true. Maybe they're just restructuring. Maybe they're going to take a quarter off, you know, rebrand, do different types of contracts, try to get different types of talent. Maybe they're just going to try to resign everybody to lower deals. I, I have no idea, but I sort of feel like this is corporate speak for the first step, and this is a pretty drastic one. And, you know, the next announcement's going to be a very small one, not from Ring of Honor, but from Sinclair, like around March, you know, 13th or something. Um, you know, like St. Patrick's Day Eve announcing Sinclair has opted not to renew Ring of Honor operations. They have been ceased indefinitely. You know, and then the next thing we'll see from Ring of Honor is the store liquidation, everything 70% off or something. I mean, I hope I'm not. Uh, but who knows what what manifestation they come back in? Is is it going to be just like a little indie, um, or are they going to build around stars? Uh, I don't know. But if WWE wanted to have a little goodwill and infuse some much needed energy and talent. There's probably about ten to twelve people they could bring in that could help the WWE product immediately, and probably another half dozen that could help the uh, NXT product immediately. Agreed. Um, and we'll get into that in a, in a short bit, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big news story today. And probably for the next couple of days, as we kind of unpack all of this, and unfortunately it's, it's the livelihood of a lot of talent wrestlers that we, uh, are fans of care for and follow for long, long time. So, uh, it's unfortunate for them as well. Um, besides the ROH news, we've got WWE stuff. We're going to talk more a little bit about Charlotte and Becky, the aftermath after SmackDown, Seth being the number one contender to Big E, Brock being drafted to SmackDown, Halloween Havoc results. Uh, what a brutal spot with Io Shirai. Um, impact bound for glory results. Um, Jeff was chomping at the bit about talking about the new digital media champion, <laughs> But uh, I kept telling him, nobody gives a shit about that. There's big, more, bigger news to talk about this week, Jeff. But he really wants to talk about Jordan Grace. So. Jordan Grace beat men. It was like an intergender match. This is big. The internet is, everyone tells me TV is dead and streaming is where it's at. And, and, and you live in the past, Steve, because you're so focused on TV. Right. You don't know that the three cents on the dollar that they get from streaming or the three cents on the, the $20 they get from streaming really is much more important than the 200 and 250 million dollar a year tv contracts absolutely i live in the past um so yeah we've got a lot to talk about plus uh, additional wrestling news aw stuff this is weird that like this is probably the first week where we don't kind of lead and, and stick with aw um but um yeah um thanks for tuning in guys i, I know we're uh seven minutes in already and uh I want to thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the broad, the, the podcast, uh, we're wrestling fans. And we like talking about wrestling, all kinds of wrestling. We love Twitter, um, and we and we love engaging in Twitter wars, which apparently uh, somebody already added us to the lists. Uh, dipshits and morons, or something like that. Conversations, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I got awards for shittiest take. I know. Hey, just under half the IWC absolutely hates me and just under the IWC as near as I can tell absolutely agrees with everything I'm saying I think I'm spot on and there's a small sliver that are willing to discuss it with pros and cons and by the way to the people out there who read it or are going to go take a look and are going to correctly note that I didn't mention COVID and I didn't mention 
the the strange booking choices and sort of you know uh, other things going on in the industry as well you're correct because it's 240 characters and i was talking about a death blow i was talking about a, a cause and effect the approximate cause not not the only cause i wasn't writing an article and I never expected my little 450 follower account, which is probably it's about 475 now, to um, to blow up like this. So if I knew that was the case, I would have done a more th thoughtful dissertation on all of that. Oh, good, another guy is bleeding on AW. Uh, Ten is bleeding right now, in addition to everyone else who was bleeding tonight already, and it's only the 9:20 at the moment. Um, so. <laughs> I actually think this is fun. I mean, you know, I, I don't love the people who, you know, just go call me names. I, I I enjoy the people who take some considerate conversation or agree to disagree or whatever. You know, I, I don't even love all the people that, that agree with me. I think that's great. I mean, it's great. I agree with me, too. Um, but I prefer the people who don't entirely buy into it and want to have a conversation about it. Um, but people saying, what, this is the stupidest take. How could you be so dumb to think such a thing? How could I be so dumb? I mean, I, I, I've been we've been talking about this almost since the beginning of the show and anyone who knows me from the solid monster sounds off Facebook page or any other wrestling Facebook group page. I predicted this going in that AEW was not going to be competition for WWD WWE AEW was going to be a hindrance to smaller promotions. And I'm actually surprised it's taken this long for, for any of the minor majors to fall. I mean, NWA I'd say is all but dead impact is sort of in the same position as ring of honor it's owned by a television company whether whether they're more committed or not i don't know but they just had bound for glory which was their you know wrestlemania and there were all sorts of people rumored to show up including braun Strowman and others and no one showed up i mean they, they didn't they didn't pay any coin for anybody the inspiration showed up well the inspiration were already there and uh you know good for them but they're they're basically paying for the work visa and whatever the average rate is for a wrestler. I mean, to meet Department right. of Labor standards on the petition. So let's and get into this. I'm not forgetting that. Let's get into this news, the 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 actual press statement that um, that ROH dropped, and then we'll, we'll talk about all the rest of it. Um, about like, what was it? Three, four o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday afternoon, Ring of Honor Wrestling posted this press release quote throughout the pandemic our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe and despite not producing any live events over 18 months we were able to keep everyone fully contracted we now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for ring of honor with a new mission and strategy the year will culminate with a final battle in Dece with a final battle in december and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize Ring of Honor. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. That is the end of the quote. Um, so a lot of uh, wrestling insiders, I'm not going to call them journalists because they're not really journalists. So wrestling insiders have already um, gotten word that the releases, the current ROH talent 
are contracted to stay and will be paid up until this final battle pay-per-view. And after that, they're free to go wherever they like. Um, we can speculate on the reasons why that ROH essentially shit the bed here. Let's 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 be real. They, they, well, we know they, the reason they, why. You're talking about the causes. I mean, the reason why they're doing this is because they're not making money. Well, exactly. Well, I, they're not making money or not draw, drawing enough uh, revenue and profit to continue, right? And so online in just the short matter of hours from when they released this statement to even now when we're recording six hours later, um, there's been a lot of banter online about what is the reason and most people are blaming the pandemic for this, saying that this was that was the nail in the coffin. But you and I both think something different. We don't we think that yes, the pandemic was the nail, but AEW was the hammer. Um that's close enough to, to, to what I mean, I'm not gonna say which one is which. I don't think it matters, but I mean every promotion was dealing with the pandemic so every promotion was dealing with it equally um you know ring of honor maybe in its own way the, the the worst i i don't know i mean they were definitely trying to be the safest but uh they didn't do a lot of signings um i i don't know but i you know i think that aw was a large part of the cause that that and and this is not a criticism. Everyone's like like defending them, like they have to circle, get a circle of wagons around them to defend them against hostile invaders. That's not the case. They offered an alternative that the same fans wanted, and they saturated TV with content. They have two hours of dynamite. Then they did dark, which sometimes was over three hours long. Then they did dark elevation, which is sometimes two, three hours long. Then now they have Rampage. They had you know quarterly pay-per-views. They have their Being the Elite and and Sammy vlogs and all sorts of other stuff that you know people think is is canonical content that they have to watch. Um, and you know Cody's been on on a bunch of reality shows, so they're 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 doing what they're supposed to. They're they're trying to grow their company or at least diversify the amount of programming options to 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 get viewers. And there's only so many so much time anybody has in a day there's only so much wrestling anybody needs to watch in a week i mean i was you know uh, we watch aw dynamite and rampage we watch nxt we watch raw smackdown we watch pay-per-views i watch ring of honor you don't i generally watch mlw i'm not sure if you do or if you don't um you occasionally watch, you know i occasionally watch nwa i used to watch it religiously just things have to drop. Things have to go. Um, and then there's other things that you sort of feel like you have to follow, if not watch it. So you have to follow what's going on GCW right now. Will that be the case in six months? Don't know. You have to follow things that are going on in New Japan a little bit, in New Japan Strong a little bit, uh, some of the indies a little bit. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff, and something had to go, and, and fans chose that Ring of Honor was one of those things that has to go. Fans are choosing that Impact is one of those things that has to go. Uh, you know, people keep arguing with me about Impact success, and they keep pointing to one goddamn pay-per-view that sold 9,300 shows when the other 21 sold 1,000 or 1,100 or less. Um, 
you know, and the, meanwhile, their viewership, December, when Kenny Omega debuted, 220,000. Last week, 93,000. I mean, I, I, how, do you, how do you define that as success? So I'm not blaming AEW, uh, you know, as a, as a villain. I'm just saying that they took a lot of the oxygen. There's, you know, people used to say Walmart is going to kill Main Street. Walmart didn't kill Main Street alone, but when Target came along and then Amazon came along, Main Street died, you know. So, you know, WWE wasn't, you know, they, everyone likes to blame WWE, but WWE has been sort of doing its own thing for better or for worse and largely for worse, you know, for a long time now. They're sort yeah. of in their own, you know, they, they occupy their own air in the atmosphere. Um, AEW sucked the air out of the lower levels of the stratosphere uh, and pretended to do this forbidden door and pretended to do cooperation with companies like Impact and NWA. And we saw how one-sided those things were. And we were pointing out that the Forbidden Door was like Jerry Mouse size uh, door, you know, all along. And 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 I've heard more people picking up on that lately, but there were very few people saying it early on. Um, and like I said, I mean, if people go back and listen to old shows and my old posts and you know my old world on Facebook, I was saying that that AW is more likely to hurt indie wrestling than to hurt WWE. And and that's been the case. I All very eloquent points, Jeff. I will say that, to your point, they started sucking oxygen out of... AEW started sucking oxygen out of ROH as early as four years ago. Yeah. Let me remind you that before AEW was even a brand they were essentially a pay-per-view put together by Ring of Honor, New Japan, CMML, CMLL, and Impact, uh, ML, and, and, MLW, and NWA. It was a joint operation. And Lucha Underground. Right. And, and so this all-in pay-per-view that happened four almost four years ago in 2018 was promoted by cody rhodes and the young bucks funded by ring of honor primarily funded by ring of honor primarily exactly let's go through this card and let's look at who is now aew talent the card four years ago the first match socal uncensored versus the briscoes socal uncensored AEW. Three out of five of them. Two of them now soon to be unemployed. Though I heard something mixed. I heard that Ring of Honor contracts that are ending this year or that don't exist, there's a lot per appearance, are not going to be renewed. But Ring of Honor contracts that are multi-year, they're going to honor those. I don't think that's the case. I, I think that everything is ending at the end of the year. Um, but I, I, don't know I, that, I, don't, I don't know that to be 100% at, at this moment. Uh, but anyway, the, the Briscoes, Right now, let's just call them functionally uh, underemployed. Well, well, they're but they are Ring of Honor brand, right? Like they, they are, are notorious with the Ring of Honor brand. Yeah, they're, they're synonymous. I'm going to skip over the second match because it was Flip Gordon essentially uh, eliminating Bully Ray in the um, Battle Royal, right? No, I don't know if you mean you don't want to read everyone that was in the Battle Royal. No, I don't want to kind of go into that because okay. uh, I think that's a waste. I mean, Matt Cross versus MJF. 
MJF. AEW. Yeah. Christopher Daniels with Frankie Kazarian uh, defeat uh, Josh Amell. Um, again, SoCal Uncensored was ROH. Yeah. But did we defend now... them against the Briscoes? AEW. What's that? Didn't we mention them earlier against the Briscoes? SCU Correct. against yeah, so they have two matches? Yeah, it looks like they did. Weird. You have Tessa Blanchard defeating Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Madison Rain. Again, you had Britt Baker, AEW, yep. current AEW champion. Chelsea Green went to WWE after this and now is an impact. Madison Rain, she's an impact, right? Madison Rain is not in wrestling anymore. That's right. I'm getting her confused with um, Velvet Sky. No, Angelina Love, who is Ring of Honor. Yeah. Cody Rhodes with Brandy Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Glacier, and Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer defeated Nick Aldis, Jeff Jarrett, Samuel Shaw, Sean Devari, and Tim Storm. Here you got, again, Cody Rhodes, AEW, Brandy Rhodes, AEW. Nick Aldis is the NW, was the NWA champion for a majority of the last several years. Match number seven, Hangman Page versus Joey Janela with Penelope Ford, AEW. Three for three. Jay Lethal uh, defeated Flip Gordon. Those are ROH guys. Kenny Omega defeats Penta El Cero Miedo. AWAW. guys. Okada defeats Marty Skrull. New Japan, ROH. Marty Skrull, obviously you know Marty Skrull got into some nonsense and we won't get into that. The Golden Elite. Kota Ibushi, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jansen defeat Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Ray Mysterio. So, so here you have and Phoenix. Right. So you have a majority. I want to say a good 50% of this entire card were former Ring of Honor talent that ended up defecting to AEW. How does Ring of Honor survive that? And there were others too. Best friends came from Ring of Honor. Luchasaurus came from Ring of Honor. Some of the step BJ, um, I think his name is Whitmer. He, he's a producer with AEW. He came from Ring of Honor. So there, there's there, there's more than just the, the the names and the faces people recognize. And not for that, not for nothing, Jeff. But like everybody wants to argue about WWE was pilfering talent first. They pilfered Daniel Bryan. They pilfered CM Punk. They pilfered Kevin Owens. Jeff, that was ten years ago. And what mm-hmm. ROH proved to the indie wrestling world was they could make talent. They lost CM Punk. They made it. They made another guy. They lost Kevin Owens. They made another guy. They lost Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. They made another guy. But to lose a, a majority of your stars in the fashion that they did when AEW became something, that's unheard of. No one in the wrestling industry lost as much talent to AEW than Ring of Honor. Fact or not fact? No, absolutely a fact. No, for for sure. Um, And the thing about before AEW was that these other promotions were sort of the cool alternatives. WWE was the corporate wrestling. If you didn't like corporate wrestling, you liked real wrestling, you liked the nitty-gritty, you liked the dirty, you liked the little hardcore, you liked the more athletic style matches, you wanted to see match quality and work rate, 
Uh, you didn't, you know, you didn't care about the characters and the big sweaty men and and the the brown panty matches. You could watch Ring of Honor. To a lesser extent, you could watch MLW or or you know, you know, TNA even was more like WWE, but had a little bit of that. But Ring of Honor was like that gritty wrestling fan. It was like where the ECW fans could go to if you didn't know XBW existed or wasn't available to you or you weren't into combat wrestling or or, or uh, light bulbs and thumbtacks and things like that. AEW sucked all of that. They, they took all of that oxygen, all of that energy. They gave that audience a mainstream, a mainstream alternative that was easily accessible in prime time on your cable packages, on YouTube, on streaming services, on fire sticks, whatnot. And you'd, so you didn't need all this other stuff anymore. Plus, they took a lot of the wrestlers. They didn't take all of them. They took a lot of the key wrestlers. It's not like there are no good wrestlers in other promotions. Of course there are. There are some great ones in MLW. There are some great ones still on the Ring of Honor roster. There may be great wrestlers we don't know about who are emerging talent. The point was is that people only have so much time and energy and money. Are you going to go out to spend money on an indie show with with people that you don't know if you can stay at home and watch wrestling and then you know do something else you know with with your family or whatever it's just there's 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 tons of entertainment choices not just limited to wrestling so all i'm saying again it's not this is it might be an unintended consequence it might have been that they were sheep and wolves or wolf and sheep's clothing and this was part of the plan all along i don't know i'm not i'm not you know you know Let's just call it an un- unintended consequence. It was I'm a predictable, not, foreseeable not, consequence because we foresaw it. Jeff, I'm not going to say that it wasn't a coincidence. I do think it was wolf in sheep's clothing. You look at a year later, ROH tries to run Madison Square Garden for a super show and can't sell out the show. They need to lean on New Japan. And none of of their former, none of, not Cody Rhodes is part of this, not the Young Bucks, none of them are leaned on. And this card is devoid of talent because AEW pilfered all the talent. Look at this card, uh, Jeff. They had, if you recall, this was, this happened WrestleMania weekend when WrestleMania was in New York in 2019. I'm listening. And you had... Madison Square Garden tried to sell it out and they couldn't sell it out until they mixed in New Japan. You've got a match. Jenny Rose and Oedo Tai defeated Hanakamura, Stella Gray, and Sumi Sakai. That's not our Ring of Honor talent. Kenny King, second match. Kenny King uh, beats Jushin Thunder Liger in a 30-man battle royal. Third match, Jeff Cobb. Defeats Will Ospreay. All right. Jeff Cobb, again, a guy that was in the indies for quite some time. I remember watching him like about five, ten years ago. Five years ago, I think, when I went to WrestleMania and I saw an indie show. And I was impressed by Jeff Cobb. And obviously, He spent he about been... a year in Ring of Honor. Will Ospreay spent some time there, too. But, but on, mostly on excursion from that. Uh, but Cobb, yeah. Cobb was one of those guys that they leaned on after they lost all their guys that they wanted Cobb. To, to 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 I guess fill in some spots. Match five, Kelly Klein defeated Mayu Iwatani. 
Match six, Flip Gordon and Lifeblood, the ma the team of Juice Robinson and Mark Haskins defeated Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. Si Shane Taylor, again, a guy that, um, and Silas Young for that matter, guys that um, became stars once AEW lost all their, you know, pilfered all their talent. And to a lesser extent, Haskins also a Ring of Honor guy. He he's been stuck in the UK, and then and all of the foreign talent, regardless of their contracts, got released. Dragon Lee defeated Taiji Ishimori and Bandito. Dragon Bandito Lee is the current Ring of Honor champion. And I remember this match because I was really impressed with Bandito and Dragon Lee. And again, these are two names that Ring of Honor tried to lean on because they lost a lot of their 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 guys. Right. Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee has has been has had a championship most of the time, whether it's a tag team championship or the TV championship, and he's Rusha's brother and El Bestia's son, who all, all three of which are in Ring of Honor. Rusha's injured at the moment. Gorilla match eight, Gorillas of Destiny. That's Tamatanga and Tangaloa. Uh, defeated Villain Enterprises. That's PCO and Brody King. Los Ingobernables de Japón, that's Evil and Sonata, and the Briscoe Brothers. Um, match nine, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, defeats Tanahashi. Match 10, Ibushi defeats Naito. 11, Matt Taven defeats Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull. Match number 12, the match that ended the night, the main event, Okada defeats Jay White. So... Now you're you're a year later after this a this this all in pay per view, mm -hmm. and you're limping in and you're limping out of the garden. And since that show, which some people will say was the culmination of ROH, was when ROH reached its peak. We can now look at this 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 card in hindsight and say this wasn't the peak. This was the beginning of the end. Yeah, I would say all in was probably the beginning of the end, but this was this was it was definitely on the road. And listen, ROH didn't do itself any favors because they had the headliner as Jay Lethal against Matt Taven instead of Okada, <laughs> which pissed off New Japan, which you know somewhat directly led to uh, Ring of Honor losing its relationship with New Japan. So listen, you know, New Japan, I mean, uh, Ring of Honor ha hasn't played all of its cards right by any stretch, um, but. I, I mean, I don't think that anyone was expecting them to, you know, fold or do this reimagination. I don't know what this reimagination is going to do. You want faction warfare? They've got faction warfare. You want pure, pure wrestling? They they built themselves on pure, pure wrestling. People want women's wrestling? They just built a division with, with uh, 10 or 12 women's wrestlers. So, uh, you know, but Jeff, you want luchadors? You got luchadors. You got, Jeff, you we've know. been saying this for for the, the dawn of AEW. The fans, these fanatical AEW fans, they, they swear by work rate. They swear about caring about wrestling when, in fact, they're just sycophants for AEW. They don't give a shit about work rate because if that were the case, they'd be watching pure tournament matches. They're not. They would be watching MLW. They're not. They'd be watching other wrestling. They're not. They're sticking loyal to AEW, and that's it. Everything else is trash. And not they're, all of them, but a large percentage of them, absolutely. They're they're, they're very they're very devoted devoted in a cult like way, and and it's 
it's weird. I mean, I know fan is short for fanatic, but it, it's a little weird. It's just wrestling people. I mean, it's just professional wrestling. You, for instance, you just had Suzuki show up on AEW. Everybody lauds him. Oh, he's here. Oh, did you see the match with Moxley? Oh, did you see the match with Danielson? He just left. Yeah. How many AEW fans do you think are going to follow Suzuki out the door? None. None. Right. Or I very mean, little. Right. He, he came to the U.S. He booked the hell out of himself for about six to eight weeks, made a bunch of money because they're not working in Japan, and then he left. The end. You know, good good, good for him. And, you know, and, you know listen, AEW's been playing it right, and they're playing into people who want to be played. They're playing the strings on a guitar, and the guitar wants to be held. Um, so they get excited when Yugi Nagata is there and and Oneida is in the crowd. They pretend that they know what FMW was and, you know, and, and they pretend they know who Hikaleo is and they pretend that Kenta is really exciting and, you know, and everyone wants to see a five foot six, 167 pound wrestler. You know, I, I've said all this stuff before. I mean, but. We have, Jeff, but here's the thing is like, it's now. One thing is to, to speculate about it, but here now we have concrete proof that AEW is not going after WWE. They're slowly gobbling up the indie scene. They've just taken uh, the, the, the Ring of Honor out of business, essentially. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what they're. I don't know what kind of reimagination they're probably going to possibly do, unless they're going to do try and beat out Azteca Underground or Lucha Underground, Azteca Underground, or out Chikara, former Chikara, which was the first promotion that anyone heard of to to fold. You know, that wasn't associated with Joey Ryan. You know, bar bar room wrestling or whatever. Um, you know, uh, people are saying that the Indies are doing great. I don't know that they're doing great. I, I don't think they are. I know GCW right now has a lot more awareness. And well, GCW is probably the number three promotion in, in in the country. They, you know, if GCW succeeding, it's it, it's at the expense of NWA, Ring of Honor, obviously MLW and Impact. I mean, there are winners and losers, and and I think part of the problem with the last two or three generations below me is that they were all part of like the everyone wins a trophy, everyone can win, and that's not reality. Everyone doesn't win a trophy. Everyone doesn't win. When there's competition in the business, it's good for everyone. Everyone is the consumer, not the other businesses. The, 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 the competition is that one business takes customers from another business unless you're growing the industry. And even then sometimes. But forget that. We're, because we're not growing the industry. If anything, it's continuing to shrink um, at a similar rate as in the past. So, you know, we're still... You know, a couple of years ago, we were probably fighting on over 4 million potential fans. Then it went down to about 3.5 million. Now it's, you know, probably 2.5 million, you know, uh, potential fans. So it's a diminishing market. So when you when you take customers away, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers. And listen, AW should position itself to be a winner. It's easier when you're owned by someone who ha has an unlimited amount of money and doesn't need to make a profit or has convinced himself that he's going to make a profit off of a video game. And maybe he's right. What do I know? I have no idea. I have, I have my doubts. I'm a skeptic about it, but you know, he, you know, uh, he went to business school at, at probably, you know, Harvard or Yale or something. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm right now more, you know, listen, this has been my afternoon, you know, my little 450 person account has blown up, you know, you know, this, this, this is like NWA, gate times you know uh 
China, you know, invading Taiwan. Kind of, <laughs> you know, this is this is this 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 has gone from a little border skirmish to you know World War Three. Um, yeah, which, you're, you're you're catching all kinds of flack, and that's mostly because one of the big AW Twitter handles decided to retweet you and then throw you under the bus. It's okay. And what a lot of people are are saying is you've been ratioed, but because AW fans have outnumbered you uh, and are telling you to pipe down, old man, and delete this because you don't know what you're talking about. But well, is that what ratio last... means? Is that is that the the number is bigger on their side of the colon? Because I, I really don't think Correct. that's the case. I, I don't think that's the case factually, but I don't care. I mean, it, it, it's like you, there can be a thousand dumb people saying things or a thousand wrong people. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I have the confidence of my experience, my intellect and my acumen behind me. I also have the confidence of knowing that I said a bunch of things over the past few years, and for the most part, they've been true. Now, listen, I've got some big ones wrong. Like I said, AEW would be out of business within a year. I was wrong about that one. That's a big. That was a big one, and I acknowledge the, the things I got wrong. But we were, you know, you and I have both been talking about how the Forbidden Door is mostly a sham. It has been mostly yep. a sham. How it, it wasn't is. working out for Impact. Now there's, I mean, clearly it hasn't been from any objective standard. Um, but now it's it's been reported that Impact is likely not going to renew its relationship with AW. Well, of course, why the hell would they? Um, and we talked about promotions would smaller promotions would go out of business. Meanwhile, WWE, uh, just regardless of what you think of the product, financially, it's never been in a better position. Um, and we also learned in this time that AW is technically in the red. Now, again, is that on a good investment of a video game or a bad investment of a video game? Is it truth or is it bullshit? Who knows? Tony Khan doesn't need to tell the truth, but he certainly wouldn't need to tell tell a lie about them losing money. He could tell a lie about them making money. Uh, anyway, Ring of I Honor, wanna, you know, so, this is not a positive for Ring of Honor. There's no way to call this a positive. Agreed. And I don't think that AEW has given them any type of rub. Uh, in, in fact, uh, they pilfered. I use that word, pilfered. A lot of their talent and this is why they find themselves in the situation that they do i want to bring up some counter arguments a lot of people are blaming wwe we've been alluding to that what are your thoughts do you think wwe helped kill ring of honor did they help sure they helped i mean over the years they've signed a lot of talent away but never in one full swoop and ring of honor was never really trying to compete for the WWE audience it was an alternative. AEW was competing for the Ring of Honor audience as an alternative to WWE. So, yeah, I mean, everything's a confluence of events, but which tributaries are longer, which are larger, which are smaller, which are dr droplets, which are deluges, which are more proximate? I mean, listen, COVID is a better argument than WWE is right now. I mean, COVID's a huge one. Um, I mean, and... But again, COVID's everywhere, hangs over everything. So, you know, why isn't everyone going out of business is, you know, is, is the question with that. But anyway, if, if someone wants to say that, if people want to say COVID's a bigger reason, okay, I accept that. What's the second biggest reason? And then, then AEW is the second biggest reason. Jeff, if COVID wasn't an issue, do you think a, the Ring of Honor would still be uh, active today? This press release not sent? I'm going to go with no because they're, they weren't selling a lot of tickets before. Their TV was based on live shows, so they were consolidating their expenses. They couldn't possibly be making money on live shows before. Now maybe it's less, but 
I mean, that that is not something they banked upon. Um, I mean, they, they've been having the same problems for a long time in that their TV is so lagging in real life, uh, you know, the real life events, the real time events. Um, it got a little better under Marty, but uh, Marty, you know, his past came back to haunt him, and rightfully so. We're, we are on the record as saying rightfully so, or at least I am. Um, a lot of people are saying that too. You, they're blaming Marty for this uh, demise of Ring of Honor. Do you what? What do you think about that? I, I agree. I mean, listen, things were going well before Marty Gate happened. They were. They seemed to have a relationship going with. Uh, NWA. Uh, it looked like they were reigniting their relationship with New Japan. They were having cards scheduled in Lakeland, Florida during WrestleMania with people like Jay White and Will Ospreay, uh, and I think Kenta, the aforementioned Kenta. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there were there was a lot of talking smack between the Tongans. There, there always is, but uh, I think that that was leading to stuff. By the way, you told me I was supposed to shout out our networks, and I forgot to. So shout out to the Wrestling Soup Network, the Hitting the marks. Well, what? No, they're, they're, they're the at mark, right? Or in mark? At, at, at I mark. think it's at mark. At mark uh, network and the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition. So thanks to all of those folks. We are happy to be there. I spoke to Jargo today. I spoke to Mish today. Uh, not about, well, partly about shows, but not really. Um, mostly about how I was being dragged on Twitter. And I'm holding Jargo's nickname hostage until he puts me on one of his shows because I have a great one for him. And I'm not, I'm not saying what it is. <laughs> no. Cargo might have some insight on this because he he works in TV. So he, he'd actually be someone I'd like to talk to about this besides, instead of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, and, I, you know, I, I just applaud you for finding the time for me uh, to, you know, obviously the last three hours at least have been very busy for you with your Twitter war with, aw marks uh telling you uh you don't know what you're talking about listen you know for most of them i just say okay and or okie dokie <laughs> and for the ones that are pleasant i'm equally pleasant and the ones that are unpleasant i try to be semi-pleasant most of the time but i fail sometimes i mean you know i'm i'm only human and i'm not that great a human but yeah if you want to if you want to go uh find him on twitter you can find him at at icarus fell md icarus fell f-e-l-l-m-d you can go take a look at his tweets and his replies and uh, either back up your boy, Jeff, or uh, lay into him and, and join the crowd. <laughs> that's right. Lay me down, baby. Lay me down. I think that's Bon Jovi. Lay your hands on me. Wow, impressive. <laughs> yeah, thank let's, you. L- let's talk about what everybody's going to be talking about in the next couple of days, and that's where will Ring of Honor talent go after December You've got a good amount of talent that is uh, there. Um, let's start going, shouting out some names, and let's just speculate on where we think we're go- they're going. Let's start with um, Bandito. Where do you see Bandito going? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my answer to everyone is probably going to be AEW, because for the life of me, I can't see you know who, who else has money to, to sign all these people. I mean, some of them, I guess, will go back to Mexico, but there's a reason they wrestle in the U.S., mostly because they make more money here. So, I mean, if they can sell shirts, uh, I mean, I, I okay, here, Bandito... Because he's the champion, I think that they'll have he'll have some appeal with AEW. Say we have the former Ring of Honor world champion here, and we're assuming that not they're not going to restructure con, uh, contracts and things like that with Ring of Honor. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say 
AEW for Bandito. We've already heard uh, that he's going to do some GCW shows. I don't see Bandito or, um, oh my God, who's the other guy? Roosh. There's lots of guys. I don't see those guys joining AEW. Because well, Roosh is Andrade's best friend. I, I understand, but they're not even doing shit for Andrade. So what the fuck are they going to do for Roosh, a guy that has less less name value? Well, that's exactly right. Andrade's been paid very well to appear on TV five times. So, uh, you know, and to, you know, well, he's appeared on TV more times, but to have four matches. So, I mean, I, I think that what he would say to Roosh is, this is the easiest money you're ever going to make. But will Tony Khan give him that money? He just hired Tony Nice. But come on, Jeff. He's not. He's getting Tony Nice money. Like he's probably getting like a uh, hundred thousand. If, if he's lucky. Tony Nice was probably making the same thing as Bandito. This is bullshit, Jeff. They're probably all making a per appearance fees money right now. Bandito you know that, would make. That's what AEW Bandito, does. Bandito, his contract was reported to be one year, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If Tony Nice was making a hundred thousand dollars on a or one hundred twenty thousand dollars on a main roster contract and got some royalties and some appearance for some pay per views, I'm, I'm thinking it was probably around the same thing. And by I the way, Bandito it. appearing in GCW, big deal. The Briscoes right now are the GCW Tag Team Champions. I mean, Ring of Honor talent is allowed to work other shows. Let's talk about those Briscoes. Where do you think they're going? AW. That I can see. I can see the Briscoes being in AW. Although I wouldn't mind seeing the Briscoes versus the Usos or the Street Profits. I, I wouldn't either. But I mean, the, the Briscoes have some legal troubles in their past. Um, yep. um, They're getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, I. I don't know. I mean, all, all I've got to say is, you know, LOL to the acclaimed, LOL to Varsity Blondes, LOL to the Butcher and the Blade, LOL Jurassic Express, Best Friends, Private Party, and Helico and Jack Evans, uh, Serpentico and Luther. I mean, just just the bear country or whoever they are. It's just, just LOL to all of these guys. Uh, and probably up to and including Santana and Ortiz. Oof. Oof. That's rough, but I think it's fair. Um, Flip Gordon. That's a tough one because he fits the AEW style perfectly. I think I think they've already got a Flip Gordon in Ricky Starks. That's never stopped them before. They have a million Flip Gordons. I mean, they've got 40 <laughs> Flip Gordons. I mean, look, Flip Gordon is... I mean, they may want to have the stupidest tag team in wrestling with Brian Pillman and Flip Gordon. So, I mean, that would hold a large appeal to me where they could give them IQ tests and both of them score a zero. Um, an aggregate of 0.75. Um, let's see. Flip Gordon? No, I, I think he'll do like New Japan Strong. He'll do the GCW circuit. He'll get hurt within five weeks, and that'll be that. Now that you mentioned New Japan Strong, isn't like – aren't they a good option to like suck up a lot of these talent? Like they're kind of like ROH adjacent. There's been a relationship with new Japan for quite some time. They're all already in the States. Makes sense. No. New Japan strong is a mostly per appearance company. I mean, we, we saw what happened with Leo rush. He signed with new Japan. Then he didn't sign with new Japan. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're mostly per appearance. Um, so I, you know, I'm not sure how much security there is, but there's a lot of wrestling on the West Coast. So 
you know, that'd be a right. And I guess if you impress, you have an option for regular New Japan and, and a lot of their young lions are uh, in New Japan strong and they do let you work other non-televised promotions. So yeah, it, it's definitely an option, but uh, you know, I don't know that it's a great option, but it, but it, you know, I, I would say it's got more promise than say NWA or I don't even know who to say. I mean, you know, we haven't even mentioned impact once. Um, you know, I, it's like impact. They seem to want to hire only old WWE guys and it seems like they don't have the, the funds to do so now. So except for the inspiration, the iconics, the new tag team champions. Yes. Women's tag team champions. That's right. For, for impact. Um, are you shocked that impact is still kicking and ring of honor is not, or is uh, ring of honor is on life support. I'm always shocked and never shocked that impact is still kicking because the joke has always been their cockroach. They'll, they'll never die. They always have some sponsor. I, I, I don't pretend to be an Anthem's head, but I don't know if I'm the people at Anthem and I see that Sinclair just did the same thing and it was basically a similar situation. I've got to be thinking, what the hell are we doing? Or are they but saying, hmm, there's 80,000 fans that we could, that we could, that we could pluck now or try to get. The only difference I would say is I feel this is going to sound crazy because the the brand of impact is that they don't have their shit together. But since um, Dixie left, I want to say that impact has done a really good job of streamlining production and keeping costs low. They don't travel. Maybe right. for some no big house shows. Show. They, they just got an occasional pay-per-view show, but mostly they knock out all their shows in one shot. If you yeah. pay your talent in one day on a per appearance, they're saving a shit ton of money. Well, they, they do the same thing that MLW and frankly Ring of Honor was doing. They they, they do their tapings over three or four days to coincide with a, a, a pay-per-view or a house show. Yeah, I just don't know what, what, what they, these guys were doing. And I want to say, like, this is why I asked you the question, I do think the Kelly Klein lawsuit and the Joey Mercury lawsuit took a toll on them. And we know from the research that we did, the interview that you and I did with Stephen P. New, the lawyer representing Kelly Klein and Joey Mercury, that a couple of the things that they were suing Ring of Honor for was unsafe work conditions and most importantly, the independent contractor clause. Right. If but right they... now, I mean, I don't mean to speak above you, even though I'm doing it. I mean, <laughs> right now, Ring of Honor is winning. I mean, they, they, they got a court order to go to arbitration to enforce the arbitration clause in the contract. That was a big obstacle. So if the arbitration clause is to be honored, I, I think that, I mean, that was, that was a big defeat on the state-based case and the federal law is going to be based on Maryland law on arbitration. It's going to be indiscernible. So it's likely that that's going to be the same result. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know that that case is going so well. And to be honest, legal fees for companies like this, they have an annual budget for it. Is it great? Is it fun? Is this good news? No, but you know, maybe mentally it's just like, this is more trouble than it's worth. Um, maybe it just keep on the pile. For, but, for Sinclair, yeah. you mean? Yeah, for Sinclair. Maybe they're just saying, yeah, this, this Ring of Honor thing, it, 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 it's not worth it. We can put 
um, reruns of what was that Melissa McCarthy show where she was married to the the heavy set cop? Oh, I don't I don't remember the name of that. Well, that's constantly on. That's constantly on after like Ring of Honor. So you know they could just air two more episodes of that. Just put King of Queens on. Well, same thing, right? I mean, just, the, 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 the woman married to the heavy set UPS guy. <laughs> How about how about this, Jeff? Why not put on reruns of SmackDown? That beats Dynamite. Well, I don't think they have the contract for it. Maybe they maybe <laughs> they can get uh, maybe the Peacock will sublease them uh, SmackDowns from like 1998. <laughs> um, what other names do we want to talk about? We want to talk about um, what about Jonathan? I don't know the whole roster. I mean, what about Jonathan Gresham? Uh, I think. AEW is going to want to have, uh, you know, their pure wrestler kind of thing. So, except he's married to Jordan Grace. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with AEW. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm sticking with AEW on that one. All right, let's talk about some of these women. You've got the the, the Ring of Honor champion Roxy. Where do you think she? You think she ends up in AEW? I'm going to make this easy. I don't think a single woman on Ring of Honor is going to get a full-time contract anywhere with the with the exception of Quinn McKay. I think Quinn McKay, as a ring announcer, should be there should be a bidding war for her. I, I think all of the women will be, just be on per appearance. I think Miranda, Elize, or Elise has, has some potential. Roxy has some potential. Uh, I mean, AEW would benefit from them, but I, I see them being on dark, eleva- dark elevation and maybe ultimately getting a contract, but being swooped up right away, I don't, I don't think a single one of them, and I, I include An- Angelina Love and Mandy Leon. I mean, it's more likely that they get picked up by Impact to have a feud with the inspiration. I mean, they're both doing like the beautiful people gimmick, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dalton Castle. Whoa. Uh, Impact. I see. Really? Yeah, probably. They like outrageous. Impact likes outrageous, and they're not afraid to be edgy, and Dalton Castle is an edgy character. Yeah, Silas Young. I love Silas. I, I he's a super cool dude. I would love to see him as a manager or you know something in WWE or NXT. You know, being sort of like an old school tough guy. He's he's one of the few people who can wear a mustache. But I, I, I like maybe like MLW and then riding the circuit. This is going to be the probably the most interesting one. Shane Taylor Promotions. I would love to see Shane Taylor promotions, the entire thing, all five of them, uh, go into WWE. And people are out there going, what, you just want to know the black faction? Has anyone on earth ever said there's too many white factions? Never. Uh, I, I mean, you know, last I checked, you know, black people were individuals too. So, I, I yeah, another <laughs> black faction. They are a great faction. They're awesome. And... Uh, Khan and Moses would instantly be one of the top tag teams in there. Shane is a great talker. O'Shea Edwards is a is a WWE guy. He's 6'3", 250 pounds. Yep. Uh, I think they would be they would be a perfect great infusion. If you wanted to put some energy into NXT, I think they'd be there. But they could go straight to the main roster. They're TV ready. They're they're an upgrade from the Viking Raiders, who let's face it, have been giant fouls on WWE. I agree. I mean, I I think they're I think they they look like WWE guys. And I think the fact that we've also had this conversation on previous episodes, WWE seems to v- 
be leaning very heavily on diversity, diversity of people of color, diversity of gender. And, you know, Shane Taylor Promotions, I mean, they look the part, they fit the part. I feel like out of all these names, they're probably the closest to, to go to WWE and be snatched up. And, you know, that's even with Vince McMahon's edict of, I don't want any indie guys. Right. I mean, there's got to be exceptions to every rule. What about Josh Woods? He's the current pure champion. God, I would love to see him with the Alpha Academy or in Diamond Mine replace Suzuki or Roderick Strong, for God's sake. Um, I'd like to see him in WWE. I think he could help really reinvigorate that place and, and they could help reinvigorate him because he is a character. He he does have a Chad Gable, Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle type of sense of humor. And and the back, he's not an Olympian, but he, he has a solid All-American amateur wrestling background. Um, so I'd like to see him in WWE also. Do I think it's likely? Probably not. It's probably more of a New Japan strong ride the circuit kind of fella. I want to talk about three other guys and then we'll move on. Um, Kenny King. Back to impact. All righty. Um, the last two are former WWE guys. I'll start with Mike Bennett. <laughs> Maybe back to NWA if he's lucky. And the last one, EC3. Never to be seen again. No. Wow. Bodybuilding? Yeah, just bodybuilding, maybe doing some indie stuff. Maybe occasionally you'll see him on an MLW or a GCW show doing something with Cardona or whatever. But we're going to talk about one other guy, and that's PJ Black, because I like PJ Black. And I see him, I, I do see WWE picking up to, you know, to do one last run with his friends Morrison and, and those guys. Not for nothing, but PJ Black is really talented and a technician. He's he can work different styles. And just like they brought in Morrison to enhance other younger talent, I can see them doing the same thing with PJ Black. Right. PJ he can, can definitely like, yeah, exactly like ahead. Morrison, exactly like Jeff Hardy. They can yes. they can have him win, they can have him lose, they can have him win sometimes and lose sometimes. You know, but, it, when he, but, but the thing is, Jeff, and sorry to cut you off, but okay. when he I do loses, it to you all the time. When he loses, he makes his opponent look good. Like that's the difference of enhancement talent in WWE is like they're not just guys thrown into the ring like you know they are there to make their opponent look better yeah and he, he he's done that he he's did it in ring of honor with with brian mecca johnson yes absolutely i want to pivot uh still stay with the ring of honor stuff but i want to pivot someplace different right we're not we're, we're not talking about talent but we're talking about an asset um obviously the you know the video library of all the previous promotions that have, you know, fallen under have, you know, been very um, lucrative, right? Or, or worthy, valuable. Mm -hmm. How valuable do you think the Ring of Honor videotape library is? And who do you think would be most interested in getting it? WWE. They're the only one with a network and they're the only one with a five-year billion dollar deal with a streaming service that they can instantly add, you know, whatever 10% more content than 10% more contact that would appeal to fans that they've probably lost. 
So you want to see CM Punk's best days? You want to see, you know, Steve Carino? You want to see Kevin Steen? You want to see Tyler Black? Hey, Kevin Steen and El Generic, Sami Zayn, who, who may be leaving in a few months, but you want to see them at their height? Still go to the network overseas or in the Europe or in the U.S.? Go to Comcast and get Peacock. Oh, you already have it? You know? So, yeah, I mean, I you know, the, that that's something that they would do. They're the only ones that have a streaming service. I mean, I, I suppose the only other company that, you know, might have a real interest with New Japan for their for their streaming service because I mean, for most of those twenty years they had something to do with Ring of Honor, so their guys would be on there, and you could see sort of the origins of the Bullet Club and stuff like that. Now, if AEW wanted to start a streaming service, and there's talk that they do, and their biggest problem is they don't have any content, this would be a heck of a way to start it. Um, but I I don't know that they want to. I don't know. It just feels like something that they wouldn't necessarily want to acknowledge this 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 20 years of stuff before them. I think they sort of like doing their own thing and controlling the narrative with regards to other companies rather yeah. than having the whole, you know, 20,000 hours worth of stuff. Jeff, I also think that TNT has a large part to do with this, right? TNT doesn't have TNT has its own kind of streaming service, right? Like they have their on-demand service. I don't so, know. Do they? Are, are they part of W? Well, I guess I mean HBO Max is there, but TNT. Yeah, I guess they. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. That. I, I mean, I I would think that if they'd have a if they'd have an interest, then they'd probably fork over the cash to Tony Khan. Maybe Tony Khan just drops the money. I don't know. Do you see WWE, AEW, and New Japan getting into a bidding war for this? Or just nobody's going to be interested in WWE. It's just going to end up with this. I don't think WWE would be sincere in their bidding. If they got into a bidding war, we're just to make the others spend the money. And I don't think New Japan's going to spend the money. I mean, New Japan in this fiscal year, yes, COVID, got it. We understand they, they, they were not just hamstrung it's like three of their limbs were tied behind their back but this year their profits and they did make a profit was the equivalent of fifty-five thousand us dollars hmm. not 55 million not 5.5 million Fifty-five thousand us dollars was the com was the company's profit for the year including new japan strong so they were profitable they were profitable, trending up, as you like to say. Now, the, just to, to give you some idea, a couple of years ago, they did $24.3 million. That was their best year ever. Uh, the year prior, which was half COVID, you know, or, or half or two-thirds, two, two three-quarters COVID impacted, they did about, I think, $4.5 or $5 million profit, but down to about 55000 So, listen, it's been a tough year for them, but I, I don't think they have the cash on hand. I don't think they're really that interested in it. Plus, it's mostly in English, so I, I mean, I'm not sure. They have, at their height, they had 120,000 subscribers worldwide. They are down. This, according to um, Brian Thurston, is yes. it Brian? Brian? Yeah. Uh, he reported that a couple years ago Brandon. they had 100, they were down. Brandon, they were down to 116,000 subscribers. He speculated that they're probably below that now. I agree. It just seems to make sense, um, but that's worldwide. So. Who who are they going to spend a lot of money for to for the Ring of Honor library? I I don't know. I, I think that you know WWE might do it just to have AW bid against themselves. But didn't Nick Khan just say they had blinders? I mean, and they just go forward. Now, do we believe them? No, I don't believe them. But 
I, I think that if AEW wants a streaming service, it makes sense. They would reacquire uh, All In or at least have the biggest obstacle to be able to air it out of the way. I guess they'd still have to deal with Impact and some of the others um, on licensing, but let's face it, that, that should be easy to deal with. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think WWE should for, for a bunch of reasons, the reason we, we said ahead of time, but they won't. They, 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 they don't do things that they should do. They, they just make money anyway to despite themselves. That's right. I mean, didn't didn't the Impact Video Library come up for sale recently? And then they were like, they put in an offer, but it wasn't like a genuine offer. Like it was just some like lowball, and and yeah. they didn't even get it. But let's face facts. I mean, for how many years were people saying WWE should buy WCW and ECW, and they didn't? Then they got and they got them for nothing. I mean, they literally got WCW for like eleven cents on the dollar, <laughs> something less than that. Like, and they got ECW for for, for peanuts. Uh, so. You know they they played this game before and won. And it are, are they willing to lose the Ring of Honor library? Sure, because yep. Ring of Honor was always a niche thing. Yep, yep. But all good points that you bring up. I think it, Jeff, I, I'm I'm surprised that we lasted an entire hour talking about Ring of Honor, but I think it was wow. a very healthy discussion. I think it was meaty. Yes, healthy, very healthy. Uh, we talked about other stuff too in there, like the impact AW relationship and you know some champions. So yeah, we, we fit more in there than just that. So where do you where do you want to go from here? You want to talk about some WWE or what? Yeah, let's talk about some WWE. Let's uh, carry on our conversation from the last episode. Um, let's talk about Charlotte and Becky. Uh, we spoke about it briefly in our previous episode episode 55 which i think when we recorded it i said it was episode 54 so um you know this stemmed from uh this title swap uh fiasco on smackdown we thought that it was very childish for them to start throwing belts at each other um but uniquely you thought that this was a work and a way to build up to survivor series survivor series is just right around the corner in November. Um, after we recorded on Saturday, have you given this any additional thought? I have, uh, but I still don't have any more clarity. I would say 50-50, it, it, there, there is some real tension there where, where Charlotte was probably being a little bit, you know, difficult. Now, I did hear that Charlotte wanted to give up the belt to Bianca on Raw, which made sense. I, I agree with her on that, but I guess once the office makes a decision, otherwise you, you sort of have to go with it. But if anyone's going to challenge, I mean, you know, I mean, that works both ways. You say you, you, you go with the office, but other people said, if you don't stick up for yourself or someone else, you never will. I mean, you know, you can't accuse her of burying someone if she wanted to give up the title on national TV, but I'm still 50, 50. This might be a work to just, you know, to, to, to make the, have this, you know, be a work shoot kind of thing. Like with what happened with, Nia Jackson, Charlotte, a few weeks ago, and then they just, you know, they had a match the next week, um, and everyone's making a big deal about it. Uh, I think that WWE started to like to sort of make these artificial work shoots to sort of play the IWC a little bit and, and act like it's not. So I'm not really sure. Um, I don't have any real strong feelings on this. If there was true tension, I, I you know, I, I don't really blame the women because it was a shitty angle and. You know, last week I said we got every match right. I remembered wrong. I got I picked Sasha because I'm like I can't imagine 
they're, they're going to do this two years in a row. I remember anguishing myself. I'm going, and, and, and you picked correctly. And I was like, and every time I go against you and I think they're going to do something smart, I argue against myself and you get it right. And yeah, because I go against right. stupid. Right. And I'm like, Steve, I know that you're right, but no, I'm still going to go with Sasha. Cause I mean, they can't possibly do it two years in a row. And sure enough, they did. So if, if Charlotte and or Becky felt the same way as me, I don't blame them. Now doing it on TV was unprofessional. Charlotte claimed it slipped out of her fingers. Oopsie daisy. I, I, I don't know. But this is this this to me is not of particular importance, except for all the the you know Charlotte Fleer or Ashley Fleer to AEW uh, memes that came out. Well, that's what I was going to follow up asking you, and I I think we, I don't I'm I'm not sure that we spoke about it on the last episode. I don't think we even like entertained it because it sounds so ludicrous. Do we? Do you see Charlotte going to AEW? No. I mean, she's she's got a contract for another what two three years something like that. Yeah, no, of course not. She she's she is the best compensated female wrestler in the world. I think Becky makes you the same thing or close to her. That you know everyone else is behind them. Hmm. Okay. On Monday Night Raw, we had uh, Seth Rollins enter into a number one contenders match uh, to face the. The WWE champion, Big E. Um, a lot of people online were complaining that <laughs> that despite winning this number one contender's ladder match, Seth Rollins is not worthy of being the number one contender. So I have a personal gripe with the fact that here's WWE actually booking something that makes sense. Seth Rollins is very talented, former world champion, multi-time world champion. Um, just came out of a really hot feud with Edge. We bigged up Edge the last couple episodes, um, especially last episode. We bigged up this match, and both competitors were in probably this match of the year candidate. Do you think that Seth Rollins gets a bad rap? <laughs> well, I hate Seth Rollins, so so no. But I mean, I could see both sides of this. I mean, he just lost the feud, and then he's walking into it but it wasn't like he got awarded a title match it's not like he challenged the beat up the guy from behind and walked into it he had a win of a fatal four-way ladder match against finn balor kevin owens uh and who was who was the other fellow on the match ray mysterio yeah thank you ray mysterio. Ray mysterio. so i mean listen it it i, I want to say this first i did not hate raw this week i actually thought raw was pretty good i mean they I, I didn't necessarily like all the things that happened in it or all the cast of characters, but they did a lot of what I've said they should do. More matches, different dancing partners, matches that mattered. They did the three-way um, number uh, contender match for the tag team champions, and the winners of that match actually got a tag team shot. Now, I would have preferred that that was next week as opposed to later on that night, but it's an improvement. We had the four-way ladder match. Um you know, we we had a squash match with Keith Lee. He should be doing squash matches. No twenty four seven shit. Thank God. Um, you know, there were there were some women's matches on it. We, I mean, so you know, there was still too much filler, but less. I think that there were eight matches on. Usually, we get six tops, and there was and there was a, a Becky and Bianca confrontation. Which, while there wasn't a match, there was physicality in it. So I'll sort of call that a you know, eight and a half matches. So for for a Raw, the, this was good. It moved pretty quickly for a three-hour show. It wasn't it, 
it was not painful. It was okay. So kudos, good to them. As far as the Sefton, I see both sides of it, but I don't care. I mean, this is this is like somebody loses a match and then they win the casino battle royal. You know, so what? Who cares? I mean, what why why was Preston Vance in the dynamite tournament match that, that was on an hour ago on, on TV. There's no reason. Why is Eddie Kingston in that? There's no reason he hasn't won anything. Why is Lance Archer in it? So, you know, no one's complaining about that except me. I, you know, I complain about everything. So, I mean, if that's okay, this is okay too. At least he won it, honestly. I have heard that on Big E's wish list, top of his list was to work with Seth Rollins. Obviously, Big E is not losing this title. It's a perfectly good program. Uh, he might learn some new things, meaning Big E. Seth's going to help make him look like a million bucks, which he already yep. looked like 985000 bucks anyway. Um, you know, Or he looks like $5 bucks, and Seth will make him look like $6.2 bucks, whatever numbers you want to use adjusted for inflation. But, you know, it'll be it'll be a good feud. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, the Raw audience isn't doing great, but it went up. I mean, it went from 1.58 to 1.66, basically, which is... As you like to say, trending up. Trending up. Hashtag trending up. Yes, sir. Still, still not great, but I thought overall Raw was was pretty good. I mean, it was different. It it, it felt fresher. And I think that's what the uh, the the WWE draft is supposed to make it feel like, right? Yeah, fresher. and and it, surprisingly, it actually sort of succeeded. It did. Um, we had news. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Carmelo's outfit. Good God. She's she's gorgeous. Oh, by the way, the, congratulations to both uh, Carmella and Corey Graves. Uh, no, no, they're no, announced. No, I, I don't congratulate. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> them. <laughs> mostly, mostly Corey Graves, right? Fuck him. Fuck that guy. Because he, he I, took your girl. I, I, LOL, Liv Morgan's push. Come on, you stands. Oh, <laughs> oh poor, poor Liv Morgan. I think it's still 50-50. I think she's still got a shot. At what? Um, Stealing Corey Graves? So, yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, you didn't finish. Uh, you didn't let me finish. So if anybody didn't hear the news, but Corey Graves is now engaged to Carmella. So congratulations to both of them. Not like they soft the show. Soft S A W F T. What if like they have an on-air wedding and Enzo breaks up the wedding? Well, it would be W Cassidy or Connolly or Colloway or whatever. What's he call himself? What's his name now? W. Uh, isn't it Cassidy? What's Big Cass? W Cassidy. What is he? Oh, no, w. I don't know. Oh, this is sad. Cassidy? I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Big Cass. Um, what about, um, speaking of Enzo, he just signed with MLW? Yeah, and he says it's not a one-off, so good for him. Good for him. Finally. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Um, I think last he'll, bit of he'll WWE He'll make rent news. on his gym this month. Good. <laughs> last bit of WWE news is Brock Lesnar. We didn't speak about this last episode. Brock Lesnar was dra officially drafted to SmackDown, so he's on the blue brand. I guess that's going to give us more Roman versus Brock. Well, he also got suspended indefinitely, so we're not going to see him again until Royal Rumble. Ah, uh, womp womp. The um, I, there was also a news bit, uh, like a rumor that came out today, and I want to collect your thoughts on this. That um, the word internally at WWE is that they want to make Roman the biggest thing in in WWE history. By that, I mean he's going to break Brock Lesnar's title streak. Um, your thoughts? 
I'm okay with that. I mean, that's not going to make him the biggest thing in WWE history. I mean, that that's still going to be Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and The Rock in what or whatever order you want to pick it or whatever matrix you want to rate things. But yeah, I'm all for it. He's definitely the biggest thing in wrestling right now. I mean, which is so yeah, I'm all for it. And and but I would also be for it if if Brock beat him the day before. I mean, I think that would be awesome. Scandalous. Um, all right. Um, anything else WWE before we move on to NXT? Yeah, I mean, loosely WWE hacksaw Jim Duggan had surgeries recovering, so uh, best wishes to him. Good news there. Very good. Best oh, and Greg, the Hamilton, the Greg Hamilton, the ring announcer was released by WWE. I, I guess it was sort of because he was, uh, had some sort of behavioral issues. He, he, well, he, well, that was the rumor, but he said that it was mutual. What's he going to say? <laughs> Who cares what he says? Oh, poor, poor guy. Who who cares what uh, poor Greg Hamilton has to say? I mean, no one's going to say, yeah, they fired me because I was a jerk. Um, Hold on. Where is this thing? Greg Hamilton. Where are you, Greg Hamilton? Wasn't Greg Hamilton in, like an Olympic ice skater? That's Greg Lugan. It wasn't. I oh, know that's not. No, Greg Lugan was a diver, the one who almost cracked his head open on on the triple Lindy. You're right. Yeah, apparently Greg Hamilton got into a, a beef with West Side Gun, a rapper, uh, and and was gonna say that WWE was gonna sue him for, you know, gimmick okay. infringement or something. It was just. Re- remember, remember what I said last week about the sneakers with Top Dollar and the Young Bucks. That I'm out. I don't care anymore. I, I'm out. I don't care. <laughs> but we learned so much about your streetwear. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't care. I, I'm. You know what? I'm going to take West Side Guns' side on this, <laughs> mostly because Greg Hamilton's an idiot for saying WWE is going to sue. You can say my my big brother is going to beat you up. Shut up. <laughs> Greg Hamilton had this to say: After six years and fifty-two weeks a year, it's time to say goodbye. Yada yada yada. It was a mutual departure. Don't listen to anything you you get uh, you hear on social media. Yeah, right. Mutual. The door opened and closed. <laughs> As I get older, my mother is in her seventies. My sister Jessie, who has cerebral palsy, those are my priorities. Not chasing fame. Not being on television. Fifty right. weeks a year. And getting paid would in much. no way help his her sister his sister with her medical expenses or needs. And every seventy year old mother wants to know that their thirty something year old kid went from gainfully employed to unemployed. So awesome. Without it, without our mental health, we have nothing. You know what? You, oh, then he pulled the mental health card. You, you know what made my mother really thrilled? The the when at forty five, I, I went from a full vested partner into being escorted out of my own law firm by security. She she was so thrilled with that. <laughs> but I said, listen, I've I, I, you know I have a lot less stress to worry about now. Just just for the record, Greg Hamilton was not escorted out of the building by security. At least you, you don't know that. Out. You you don't know that. The rumors I, were they escorted Charlotte out with, by, by security. Why not Greg Hamilton? All right. Well, there we go. We wish you the best, Greg Hamilton. If you want to have a show, let, let, let us know. Um, What else do we have to talk about? All right, so that's all WWE. Let's talk about Halloween Havoc. Um, Most of our results came through, with the exception of a big one. Well, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
first of all, I loved Halloween Havoc 2020. That's what we're talking about, right? No, we're talking about Halloween Havoc 2021. The one with oh, what Chucky. What a fucking bloody train wreck this was. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. But seriously, like, I'm not sure how good our predictions were because the match for what's his name, Sokoa Solo, Solo, the, the Uso brother that the crowd was chanting Uso for, and they, but they're trying to give him a different name. He had no match, so he just appeared. So it was TBA against. No, he beat he beat up Danhausen. Right, he beat up Danhausen. Danhausen's blonde brother, right? Uh, what's that guy, <laughs> Grayson Waller? What is, what who what is this Grayson Waller thing about? Who, who who fucking knows? All I know is when I fucking saw it, I was like, Danhausen. Holy shit, they're beating up Danhausen. That guy's like three Danhausens, but still, I would I would <laughs> I would have loved if Danhausen was on NXT. Danhausen is amazing. Um, That's another thing. Who? Where do you think? Dan, that, I can't believe we forgot that guy's name. Where I did forget him. You just didn't. Danhausen. Danhausen Dan is an indie darling, so he's definitely going to go to AEW. But it's a shame because I mean he'll probably do like one or two appearances in MLW and then show up at an AEW event. But I would love Danhausen in WWE. I know he doesn't fit into my style. He's not a side, but he's a character and he's funny as shit. And I, I just, I, I mean, he's much better than Drake Maverick. And it's, it's yes. Uh, will um, will Danhausen versus Orange Cassidy be the biggest drawing match of 2022? Will it ever? <laughs> Shut up and take my money. No, Orange Cassidy blows chunky monkey chunks. Um, <laughs> Okay, so okay, but also the Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American title match was not a match. Instead, apparently the title was in a haunted house, and these segments were almost okay. Some of the parts were funny, but it was dragged and it was a little silly. But that was a match we predicted that didn't happen either. Um, I was shocked that you didn't like this because I usually think that you love this sort of shit. I love the first match. I thought the women's ladder match, even though it was a train wreck and, no, 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 and no, no. Shirai, it's fine. House, I'm talking about the haunted house match. It, it was too long. It wasn't that funny. It, it just, it wasn't good. The, the, the zombie thing was acceptable one year, but they've, they've now played it over two more times since. And no, I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm okay with stuff like this from time to time, but no, they, they went to the well too, too many times with this. Like I like when they when they found Andre Chase in there, that was sort of funny. Um, but overall, this was this was no good, and it was and it was dragged on at being no good. Um, so no, I actually thought the whole show was mostly shit. And I, you know, they were they were shit with with things of entertainment sprinkling. I mean, we were down with Toxic Attraction. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but Raquel Gonzalez, her entrance with the motorcycle was worse than Ember Rose's or Ember Moon's. Right, sorry, um, was awkward. Raquel Gonzalez is someone who had a meteoric ascent, and ever since she got that title, it's like she's regressed into nothingness. It's it, it it's been such a downhill spiral. Maybe, maybe she just needs to be a sidekick, like maybe like. L.A. Knight should go to the main roster, and she should be like his China or something. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe she, you know Dakota Kai coming back as the Grim Reaper with a shovel—that wasn't exciting. That that like who cares? Like who else could it have been that, that was pencil thin? Is she the one that's been digging herself up on Raw and SmackDown promos? But for NXT, that doesn't make any sense. Or did they steal each other's storylines? Which entirely makes sense in WWE world. Um, 
but God bless Mandy Rose for winning that title. That was that was terrific. Um, I'm surprised okay. MSK lost, but I'm happy. Nobody gives a damn about MSK in NXT. It is it is amazing. Yeah, did you hear this rumor that MSK is uh, hated within the NXT crowd there? At it's the- not a rumor. They get booed all the time. Yeah, but they get booed because of, um, I guess, Izzy's parents? I, I don't know, but whatever it is, they get booed all, all, all the time. I mean, people were cheering for Imperium. I mean, well, like that's the rumor is like because I guess uh, one of the guys was critical of Izzy's wrestling. Izzy's parents shit all over MSK, and now like this. Who's is- Izzy? What is this Izzy? You know Izzy, the girl that was like a Bailey fanatic uh, and would show up to like every show. You know, you know Izzy. I couldn't give a rat's ass about any of this. This this is this is less important than. Can we talk about Greg, Greg Hamilton some more and his mother? <laughs> Do you want to talk about the digital media championship? Yeah, that's really important. I think <laughs> what you get, you get on like an Apple Watch. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Apple Watch championship? They probably re- its impact. They probably rented it from from Renta Center. Nine ninety nine a week. Um, oh my god! I think that MSK is hated because they are a proxy for everything that's AEW. Ah, interesting. I think that they are standing because they're an AEW style team. What, um, what, did, what did you think of that Io Shirai spot where she uh, fell off I'm the gl- ladder and almost impaled herself? I'm glad she's okay. Uh, but it looked like it hurt like hell because it probably did hurt like hell. Listen, that match was a little bit of a train wreck, but because nobody was hurt, it was a beautiful train wreck and yeah. the right people won. So, you know, uh, and, you know, Portia Peretta learned not to stop in the middle of the match and check if someone's okay. Um, you know, without doing the, the, you know, let the referee do it and and things like that. So it was improvement. But th- this was this was the high point of the card. This this match was that was the high point. By the way, in a lumberjack match, you have a roster of people that that most of the crowd doesn't know. We can barely recognize half of them, and you put them into costumes so that we definitely can't recognize them. And then they get into a fight like lumberjacks are supposed to do, and the refs eject them. How dumb was this? And some of those spots, oh my God, they were missing. This was Botchamania all over the place. And I'm Von sorry. Wagner still speaks. <laughs> Jeff, I'm starting to think that they missed them on purpose. Like AEW has made this into like a staple because that gets them trending on social media. That gets people talking and people watching. Like if things go according to plan, nobody's talking about it. But when shit gets botched, then people will talk about it. All I can say is this: this this was botch fest central. This whole thing made no sense. Um, I thought the whole thing with them mentioning Walter was clear that they were going to lose, and Walter was going to come out and beat the crap out of them. But now, well, Walter's just not there and displeased. And I guess they wanted to remind us that Walter is still, in fact, under NXT contract. Um, I don't know. This was a freaking mess. All I could think about most of the time, aside from being a mess, was that. How small is who's the guy who who does the Marty McFly thing? Um, Kushida. Yes. How, how small is freaking Kushida? And now he's he's paired with the, the other Japanese guy who I can't stand. I was starting to like Kushida, and now he's back to the Marty McFly thing. He's with this guy who I can't stand. This whole thing, it, it's terrible. I, I missed this part, but was he dressed up as Do, as Doc? 
No, he was dressed up as Marty McFly again. Oh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> the other guy. Ikaro or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't No, He was just wearing his silly suit. He was wearing like a Seth Rollins outfit, you know, his his, his suit with no shirt because he thinks oh. he's sexy. I mean, the, 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 dumb, dumb as fuck. The whole, the whole thing. The, the lumberjacks or whatever, you know, Briggs and Jensen, where they were, they were too drunk to stand. I mean, this whole, like, you know, what was the thing about the lumberjacks, Jeff? Is but, that most likely they were Ring of Honor talent that just couldn't show their face and they needed to wear costumes? Maybe. All I know is that it's an unsafe workspace. If so, maybe that's why they uh, uh, ejected them. But the Halloween party, like even the Halloween party, had some parts that were funny, but it just dragged too long. Like so that it, it like became uncomfortable. I, I don't know. It was dopey. The, the whole show was dopey. Um, we got the championship match that... wrong, but having I seen know, the match, what the fuck was that? I'm having seen it. I'm glad because um, Young Steiner isn't ready, and he might have been concussed as well. Um, so. It's okay. I mean, I'm okay with the decision, but got it wrong. I thought they were going to really do the rebranding, re but uh, they did. So good, good for Champa. Yeah, good. I mean, but uh, Steiner was bleeding from the head. He was bleeding from the mouth. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, him getting another shot in the near future. But he had some know. dark. He had some dark order extras, missed kicks and punches at the end there. I mean. It was Ciampa that was laying the blows that were being missed, but I have to believe that it was uh, Braun Breaker that was in the wrong, that wasn't positioned correctly for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, tough, tough break, pun intended. Yeah. See what I did there? I did. Do you want to talk more about Bound for Glory, some of the exciting title changes that occurred there? Yeah, um, I was actually going to move into that. Um, let's talk about Bound for Glory. Because apparently, you know, we were talking about last week that this Halloween Havoc is the NXT 2.0 rebrand. And we totally missed the fact that Bound for Glory is apparently the Impact rebrand. Everybody's a new champion here. So let's start with the top of the order. Moose wins the Impact Heavyweight title. Thoughts on Moose finally getting the Impact well, Heavyweight title. For those of you to be clear, Moose was part of a six-way match, what they call a call-your-shot match, which is basically a money-in-the-bank match. So he won it on this card. It was actually Josh Alexander who beat Christian for the Impact title, and Moose called his shot, so he cashed in his money in the bank that night and won the match in like six seconds. I'm fine with it. I mean, they should they should have rebranded around Moose months and months ago. They should have never done the Omega and Moose go over with Omega, but but they couldn't because they had to listen to their AEW masters, and the, the rest is history. But better late than never. Moose resigned for two years. People, including me, were laughing. Ah, you're getting you're losing to Chris Sabin, blah blah blah. But okay, you know, he won won this. It, it's you know, is it a cheap way to win? Sure, but it's a wrestling cheap way to win. We money in the bank's the same thing. Big deal. Um, so now I guess we'll have a Moose Josh Alexander, you know, top of the card, which, you know, if I, I hear that's something that people are going to be interested in. I mean, in theory, I'm interested. I want to know what happens. I'm not going to watch it. You're not interested in two big, bald guys uh, getting going after it? Josh Alexander is not big. Josh Alexander is a small, bald guy. But he looks like a big dude. No, he doesn't. <laughs> looks like a big dude to me. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's muscular. I mean, he looks like a big dude like Ciampa looks like a big dude. I mean, let's be clear. He beat me up, but that, that doesn't mean he's a big dude. <laughs> he beat me up. All right. Let's talk about somebody else that would beat you up. The Inspiration. They win the Women's Tag Championships. What would you think of their debut here? And what would you think of um, them just walking in and getting the titles? That's what Impact does. It doesn't re- respect itself. So whether it's within the partnership with AEW, whether it's with a, a partnership with New Japan, whether it's signing uh, cast-offs from WWE, because Impact doesn't respect itself. So this is fine. And by the way, I would pay them each good money to beat me up. And I would double it for it to be a two-on-one. <laughs> would you pay Mickey James to beat you up? Absolutely. She almost did it for free a couple months. I ago. know, so close. <laughs> Mickey and James she wins. is, yeah. Go ahead, you do it. Sorry, Mickey James wins the knockouts title. Yep. The TNA, the uh, sorry, Impact knockouts title. Yep. Um, thoughts on Mickey James winning this title? Great, all for it. Good for her. She had a lot in the tank. Never should have been released. You know, my issue with Empower aside, which by the way was one hundred percent correct, and of course she would defend it. I'm sure her hands were tied. There's only so much she could have done about it. Is irrelevant. Great wrestler. She was done dirty. Never should have been released. Great talent. So why not have some gold? So, And if this is sort of the inkling of a, of a relationship between NWA and Impact, terrific. I was hoping there was going to be NWA, Impact, and Ring of Honor uh, one day. Or, you know, because MLW is clearly doing its own thing. Maybe there will be if, re, if uh, Ring of Honor truly is rebranding. But, you know, maybe with a little New Japan Strong, a little New Japan thrown in there, you can have this counter to the counter, which is AW. And that, you know, that'd be cool. You okay? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just... Are you like uh, Kay- Kaylee Ray? You're taking some time off for personal issues? Is, I'm, I'm, is, is she in a conference with ACH and Leo Rush for the amount of retirements and, and returning and, and now Greg Hamilton. Yeah, the, the ice skater. At, at least she said she's yes. taking time off. At least she's not saying that she's retiring. Um, let's talk about Jordan Grace uh, winning the, I, I want to say this was the, called the Digital Media Championship. Let me double check this. because Yeah, Impact recently signed a, a streaming service deal with, the, with their own little streaming service. So this is like their internet championship, like the ITWV or whatever the fuck that thing is. It's um I don't care. Move the, on to the next thing. Nobody cares. Motherfucker. It's the it's their mid their mid card title. So this is this is not the X division champion or the grand championship? No, it's not the fucking X division champion. Are you sure? Who is their X division champion? <laughs> is it is a Maharishi Bali, Maharabi Bali. I know it's not Ace Romero because he asked for his release because he's got big things in the future. I can't with you today. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Wishing Jim Ross good good health, good wishes with his recovery and his battle with skin cancer. Nothing to nothing to laugh about. Ibushi out again, so shoulder surgery out at least two months. That Trey guy cannot Mi- stay healthy. Trey Miguel is the Impact X Division champion. Now oh, the the other the other member of MSK, the other rascal, the one who didn't get signed by NXT. <laughs> he defeated El Fantasmo. And Steve Macklin. Wait, I, I thought Fantasmo del Legado was in NXT. Uh, you're right, but this is Legado del Fantasmo. This is El Fantasmo. 
Not, I, I heard the demon got... from WCW appeared on, on Impact. They couldn't get they couldn't get the fiend, but they got the demon. <laughs> couldn't even get Glacier this time. Um, Jordan Grace. Um, Enough with the goddamn Jordan won, Grace. But I want to tell you that she won the Impact Digital Media Championship. That's Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Can we not just like big her up for a little bit? Like, she's in phenomenal. What you shape. do in your own time is up to you. <laughs> this is our time. This is our time, Mister Sapagoli. But can't you, can't you just give credit where credit is due, Jeff, Jeffrey, and and just say, Jordan, look at Jordan Grace. Look, she's in phenomenal shape. Should we, should we talk about who won the Southwest Texas Fury Mission Pro title too and the, the Continental Championship Wrestling of Memphis versus the Championship Wrestling of Hollywood titles? Should we talk about the Pacific Northwest title or the Maryland Championship Wrestling title? No, who gives a rat's ass about the Impact Digital something media championship? Meanwhile, she's terrible at social media. But maybe because she's the champion now, she'll she'll work harder on it. Maybe this is an ironic championship. <laughs> didn't didn't she didn't she wasn't it like three women against three men? It was like an intergender match. You know, when you're on the TV, <laughs> is that a yes or a no? What do you keep getting? You don't even know, do you? Hold on, let me look it up because I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Look it, look it up means you that you don't know. <laughs> there was an intergender call your shot match, but it was that Moose won that by eliminating that. That was the call your shot match was intergender. <laughs> Yes. People watch Impact. <laughs> I'm calling my shot right now. I'm not watching Impact. Um. So where was where were we? Hold on a second. The, oh, the Good Brothers defended the titles. Who? The Good Brothers. The Goof Brothers. Who they beat? Because you know, I'm sure they beat somebody. They, oddly enough, they beat Finn Juice and the Bullet Club, which was Chris Bay and Hikaleo. Oh, clearly the two most famous members of the Bullet Club. <laughs> so Finn Juice was not part of the Bullet Club? or what, what, Wasn't Juice Robinson and uh, David Finley part of Bullet Club? Or was it that Fit Finley? That <laughs> was Fit Finley. He, was, he had a club. He what if it was Fit Finley and O.J. Simpson? Oh, Jesus. Please don't go there. That is such an impact move. Where the fuck was I? I might watch that. Holy shit, you're fucking right. Good God. It's Jordan Grace defeated Chelsea Green, Crazy Steve, Fala Ba, John Schuyler, and Madison Ray. I told you. I told you it was intergender. I don't even watch this shit. I don't even want to cover it. I know more than you. <laughs> and Madison Rain is back in wrestling. I thought she was done with wrestling. <laughs> A- another one. Oh my God, I can't breathe. <laughs> these, these folks, they, all they do is they prove that they can't get jobs in the real world. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Davey Richards went to medical school. He's back wrestling again. Alex Shelley became an EMT. He's back wrestling again. She quit to go back to school, back in wrestling again. Kaylee Ray, she can't stay in wrestling. Because they love it. School. They love the fans. They love entertaining us. They can't do anything else. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's easy to do, but they can't do anything else. They can't function. I'm pretty sure Madison Rain could find another job doing something else. <laughs> okay. You, it's, it seems like you have your own inspirations. 
<laughs> I'm getting inspired just thinking about it. That's right. You're going to call your shot. <laughs> Take that, Josh mind. Matthews. I wouldn't mind having an intergender match with her. There you go. How about that? We just we Mad- just we just checked off all the boxes. Madison, I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that was it. Um that's it. That's it. Anything else that we need to talk about as far as impact is concerned? No, that was way too much. Oh my god. This is This is wild. Next is hard so, to kill. Can, can we talk about can we talk about how Cody keeps getting booze and he's now con, con, um, compared himself to Buzz Lightyear? That he's the old toy that's being cast aside. <laughs> but I feel like we've made this comparison before. Like, yeah, but he made this comparison this week. He said it. That's there's a pretty big difference between things we say than when, like, say Eric Bischoff says the same thing, or when Cody actually says it about himself. I mean, there's a difference. There's a there's a bit of a credibility difference to third parties, our listeners, perhaps, in something that. I say about Cody or you say about Cody versus what Cody says about himself. But he's right. He's totally right. I've said this myself. Like Cody's not turning heel. Everybody okay. else turned heel. He's he's uh he's been a closet he's not turning heel, he's been a closet heel for going on nineteen months now. You see do you see that? I do. I see I see you have Dylan Kaplan's cat. There you go. I recognize that, that cat asshole anywhere. That's Mickey that's Mickey Khrushchev. <laughs> that, uh, Mickey Khrushchev, not not Nikita Khrushchev. No. Yeah, that's my father. My father named him Mickey Khrushchev. Not Nikki Khrushchev. I'm, I'm, no. Not Crusher Khrushchev. Barry Darso's uh, old gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's what it, he meant. Maybe. Um, what do you think of the CM Punk versus Bobby Fish uh, eighteen minute classic to open up Dynamite? I, I we you, you heard my rant last week on the last week's episode about like AEW. I enjoyed my rant. I thought I did in listening over to my rant because I had to edit it to make sure I wasn't cut off in any uh, inopportune time. Um, yeah, I'm going to continue boycotting AEW. I'm not watching the shit because I'm sick of them just culturally appropriating uh, Latinos and luchador masks. And now you're upset with them appropriating fish? That's right. I don't like how they're using fish. Aquatic animals. Aquatic animals. They use. They are disrespecting the aquatic community, and uh, this needs to stop. I, oh, this I, is I, what this is what uh, a track was saying. That that why did they put this match on TV? Not why they put a forty-five-year-old man versus a forty-three-year-old man or whatever on TV to waste twenty minutes when they're supposed to be the company for young up-and-comers. No, he's like they should have built this up as a feud and it should have been a pay-per-view match. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Who wants to see CM Punk versus Bobby Fish on a pay-per-view? Why would you record <laughs> a pay-per-view card? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, CM Punk is there for the rating spike, and they've been lacking, lagging in the ratings ever since being moved to Saturday, and this is the first Wednesday that they're back together, right? Yeah, so this is the first sense. in two weeks. Last week's and, Dynamite, by the way, did 575,000. Yeah. It actually lost to a SmackDown replay, um, which was put on last minute because there was no Game 7 uh, of, the, I guess, the World Series or whatever. And the SmackDown replay on on FS1 did six hundred thirty-two thousand. Uh, Rampage last week did five hundred thirty-three 
thousand, uh, which was also down from the week before. So dynamite tonight is on its regular time. It just ended in a, uh, just under an hour ago. Um, so uh, we don't know what the ratings for this week is yet, but you know we're we're recording the day early. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be more than five. What was it? Five hundred seventy-eight. Yeah, 575. I, I'm sure they're going to be that too. It's just, are they going to go back to their over a million that they've been oh, doing with CM no. Punk, but it's been crawling back down. So will it be so. over a million or the, will they finally, will they break down into the 990s or, or lower or, or, or go up? Who knows? We'll see. Impact did 93,000. I'm just going to do the ratings while we're here. SmackDown sure. did 2.249 million. So that went up. And yes, that was, that was up against a, a baseball game. Um, roads to the top is went to 304,000 or I think 309,000. It premiered at 432. So I don't know that these are precipitous drops. Uh, you know, it, it's probably predicted. Um, NXT's Halloween Havoc did 746, which is up but down from last year's Halloween Havoc. You know, Halloween Havoc traditionally has been a good show. I don't think this was a particularly good show, but it's done and, and they got more viewers. I don't know if this is going to give them a bounce next week. If I was just checking it out, I, I don't know that I'd stick around. I will because I'm rooting for NXT, but ugh, I thought this show was a train wreck. Sorry, Mish. Um, Dark Side of the Ring did 109,000. This was the lowest viewed Dark Side of the Ring so far uh, of any of the seasons, I believe. Uh, and this was the one that was on XPW, which, by the way, I knew nothing about XPW. Uh, I've heard some of these names. I, I heard the guys, uh, what's his name? Steve Black or Ron Black or Rob Black, that he's he's part of the um, WOW reboot that, that's coming up. But uh, I actually thought this one was pretty interesting, but that's because I knew absolutely nothing about it. But I wouldn't say it was, you know, something that would appeal to a mainstream fan. <laughs> oh, and, and and guess what's happening? What's happening? Hanging out, Paige. Hanging out with the Dark Order again. Oh, fuck. Booker T was right. So far. I mean, listen, I was not really down with Booker on this one. I don't think there's anything wrong with Hangman's character, per se. I mean, I've talked about Hangman. I just think he's missing a little bit of a spark. But being with the Dark Order doesn't help him, and, and it doesn't help them. I mean, it, it, it sort of mires them all. Um the Jericho Cruise happened without a whole lot of fanfare. It wasn't officially tied to AEW this year. Apparently, there were horrendous delays in boarding. Uh, some of the AEW folks were on it, but it, again, there wasn't like AEW sanctioned matches. So it, it definitely wasn't the same thing that it was last year. And I haven't heard much about it. I mean, I think we both know a couple of people who were on it. They sent some pictures, but I don't know. They, 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 there didn't seem to be the same kind of excitement that there has been in the past. That's because of COVID. It could be, yeah, could be. Maybe it's no, because I mean, of Ring I mean, of Honor. They they caught COVID. They they can't speak right now. I think it's because of Ring of Honor. They're all heartbroken. They are, yeah. It could be, um, but yeah, that that's 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 wrestling this week. I don't know. I mean, you know, next week we might have two dynamites cover. I honestly couldn't tell you what happened on Rampage last week. I I, I don't remember thinking it was a particularly great show nor a particularly bad show, but I, I didn't think it was anything to write home about. Um, do you, was this the one with American top team, uh, or the, the men of the year in a tag team match against the inner circle guys? Jeff, I don't know. I'm boycotting it. Okay, I'm boycotting yeah. AEW. Fair enough. Fair. All I fair can say enough. is I'm watching through social media. I'm looking at what happened tonight 
And the Young Bucks like to talk about how they, they love spending so much money on these fucking Nike shoes, mm-hmm. but apparently they couldn't get actual real-looking Ghostbuster costumes. I know that they kept putting the camera on Tony Nese and calling him the hottest free agent in wrestling, and then they signed him and put him on Dark, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> that He's the hottest free agent? Well, I mean, he was the hottest one they signed that day. I mean, they, they signed someone a day. They, I mean, in the last few weeks, well, it's Bobby Fish, Tony was Nese. He, was he standing in the heat a lot? Is that what they meant? Like, that's why he's the hottest? <laughs> it could be, yeah, but very likely. Was no, I think the they sun? had him... They they had him on a rotisserie over a fire. <laughs> they put an they apple in his mouth. Two point was was rotating him. Oh, ridiculous! Ridiculous. While drinking coffee, Where, where's two been? Remember how everyone was saying how great they were and how they were wasted in NXT? And look, AEW is really featuring them. Haven't seen hide nor hair of them or Daniel Garcia for a few weeks. I, I mean, I, I, and where's Brian Pillman? Yeah, where would he go? I I don't know. I don't know. No, he's probably. You know what? He probably got jumped in Cincinnati for, uh, you know, disgracing uh, the name of his sister and his mother or his aunt or whatever. I don't know. I know there was a really good promo by MJF, and then they were talking about the Wardlow schism a little bit, and MJF gave him Sean Spears as backup as a, his account buddy, his accountability buddy or something, yeah, <laughs> the protector. Yeah. So that, that was that was pretty funny. Um, MJF gets away with what no one else would, and, and I'm there for it. And Britt Baker also had a good promo, but uh, you know, promos weren't supposed to be the best part of AEW, and sometimes they are. I mean, promos were supposed to be the sports entertainment stuff that they decried with WWE. But listen, I'm here for it. If I can get good promos, I'm going to take good promos wherever they come from. Oh, the other thing, Joe Gacy and and the Harlan thing, it's not working for me anymore. It, it it's. It's just getting awkward and weird. I mean, everything just seemed delayed and everything took too long. It's like it's like it was a rehearsal, this show, and they needed to like to do the real thing again. Do you think like he um, he's just too woke for you? No, Hart. Something that I don't know. I, I'm I'm not really sure what Harlan's supposed to be. I mean, it it almost seems like it's like they lotomize Michael Myers. Mm, got it. Oh, I see John Moxley bit um, Preston's mask off and then was chewing his face. He's delicious. Is he magically delicious? Yes. This is ridiculous. What? And now he's. Did the rest of the Dark Order come to help him or were they too busy palling around with Hangman Page? Well, yeah, they were too busy to. Nobody came to help him. The other thing is, okay, I get that Moxley is. Oh, he's a wild and crazy guy. I get it, but does he really need to resort to biting the the face off of no. Preston? Like he can't beat Preston in a one-on-one regular wrestling match. He has to resort to ripping his mask off and biting him. Well, he's turning heel because of reasons, because he doesn't really care about the championship or the or the tournament, but he's going to win it because that's what he does. Uh, or his you know, baby. Because, so his daughter can squeeze his pinky. Because that would totally not happen if he doesn't have the title around his waist. Because that's how it babies work. Um, there was something else that happened. Oh, that's right. Bobby Fish was beating up a- Anthony Green, another guy that they signed from NXT um, in the in the last couple of weeks. And CM Punk decided to rescue him. But when the shit was being kicked out of Jungle Boy by the Elite, 
CM Punk could be bothered with that one. And where was Daniel Bryan and Christian and the elite hunter Kazarian? And, you know, I know they said Luchasaurus was injured, but Marco Stunt can come out. No, of course he can't because he's like a thigh. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, CM Punk wants to rescue Anthony Green or AG, whatever he's calling himself now. But um, he couldn't he couldn't be troubled for for young Jungle Boy. Young, young Jungle Boy Junior. Right, because because CM Punk shouldn't be anywhere near a main story. He's just got to keep wrestling further down the card. Yes. Tony Nice, Tony Nice, you're next. He's like reverse Goldberg. He, he, Goldberg marches right into like you know title matches and main events. CM Punk is marches right down to like the opening card in pre-show. Tony Nese, you're next. He's he's gonna fight Excalibur. 2.0. I only want one of you. I don't care which one it is, but just one of you. Excalibur, I want you. You're <laughs> right. next. <laughs> I want the most expendable announced guy on commentary. Yeah. Oh, this is. This looks like a lot. Britt Baker, I'm coming after Rebel. Yeah. All right. In my first call your shot intergender match. We got anything else? Anything else to chat about? Nah. I think that's it, right? We took Yeah, we're we're uh, we're close to our two hour limit. And I'm sure I've got two hundred notifications on Twitter that that, uh, I have to answer each one dutifully. Let's let's uh, let's just take a peek at what people are saying about you. You know, let's take a peek. This 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 could be fun. I mean, I mean, my, my, I might as well be invisible on Twitter. Normally, <laughs> there have been people that uh, are, seem to be backing you up. Here's Drew Yard. Really, it, it's it's, it's like fifty fifty. Ring of Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact. Nobody comes out looking, uh, working, looking good when they work with AEW. All right. Yeah, it's it, it, it's about fifty fifty. It actually may have started to. It, it looks like it's actually. Mm, nah, it's still about 50 50. Let's see here. NXT. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a time for Drew Yari to, to put up the episode that we just did. Uh, I'm not sure that anyone's going to want to pay $5 to listen to it now, but yeah, I'll, I'll retweet it for the, for the good that that's going to do him. Impacted nine times their normal pay-per-view buy rate with Kenny. Once. 93,000. 9,300. 9,300. Oh, that's right. 9,300. This harkens back to remember the conversation we had that if I invite... If I get, yeah, nine, I if I get nine times more party people... If I'm throwing a house party and I get nine times more um, people showing up, it's still a pathetic party because my last party only had one person and the new party had nine people. <laughs> it, it, it would be legitimate, I suppose, because I don't know what it takes to make money in Impact if like all of their shows this past year did, you know, five, six. I mean, listen, knowing that 9,300 is a high, let's just say they all did like between five and 10,000. That would be a victory for Impact. It would be better if they did 25 or 35,000 or half of what an AEW show did or something with Kenny Omega and Christian and all that, but they didn't, you know, uh, so the, 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 the goalposts would move and, and sometimes they do victory gets defined differently, but doing 9,300 once and everything else being under 1100 isn't it's, victory. It's still an L like you, this guy was supposed to be the Thanos of world champions. And the best you can do is 93. 
hundred buys. Come on. Yeah. Let's let's uh, here's here's an interesting comment. Um, I feel like MLW has grown. GCW is doing great. Ring of Honor has been on a decline and was held together by stars who were leaving anyway. And TNA, in my mind, didn't adapt with the pandemic. Agree to disagree. Um, that one wasn't bad. There's nothing that, that that's a perfectly reasonable. That one wasn't bad, but the reason that I shouted out was GCW is doing well. Right. And Kenny Omega hasn't shown up on one GCW show. Right, but but GCW has had some of their people on AEW, and they've they've one you know, guy, Nick Gage. Right, Nick Gage, but other people and like Cardona like Moxley's appeared, and Cardona and Suzuki appeared. I'm on. I mean, you know, it's an indie, but they've been, they've been mentioned. You know, it's yeah, they're winning, but they're winning because someone else is losing. GCW wins, CZW loses. I mean, it's not like everybody's winning. Everyone likes to say a rising tide lifts all ships, but not when it's in a in a small harbor. When there's a rising tide and the ships are crowded, a bunch of them crash into each other and get scuttled and make a lot of mess, and the biggest, strongest ships survive, and that's what's happening. This one guy said GCW is the number one indie right now. Do you agree with that? I think that I do. I mean, but people's definition of indie differs. I mean, arguably, AEW is an indie. It's independently owned. So, I mean, I, I, by that definition, I have, I'd have to say that AEW is the number one indie. If you're going by size, not having a national TV contract, yeah, I, I would say the GCW has obviously passed Ring of Honor. It's obviously passed NWA. I think it's passed Impact, and I think it's. ML, I think it's past MLW. I think MLW, I mean, we saw MLW did 40,000 on TV. Now, would GCW do more than that? I, I, I'm not sure. I think it depends on the card. But right now, there is an excitement of, around GCW. How long is it going to last? No idea. Here's one take. You can't tell E stands this. It's funny how they'll try to place this on AEW, but purposely ignore the entire UK, United kingdom indie scene was destroyed by nxt uk they'll also ignore how wwe basically used roh as their farm system for years i mean well i mean first of all i'm not an east stand i'm I'm the east stand yeah you're the east stand i mean aw is probably my favorite promotion i want wwe to be my favorite promotion again because it's one of your favorite well, Ring of Honor is like my hometown promotion, but uh, um, I don't see what the UK indie scene has anything to do with companies that are pretty much 97% United States based. I, I don't see what destroying the UK scene, whether that's true or not, has anything to do with Ring of Honor or AEW. It, it's it's like it, it, it's it's like I'm saying. Do you like pastrami or corned beef better? And the person's like, I like soup. What? Okay. I mean, just because you get them all at a deli? I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. And, I mean, everybody was taking from Ring of Honor. We already talked about how they survived it all. The, 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 it made it cool that they, were, that they were always sort of rearming. They also took a lot of people from Impact, you know. So, I mean, that, that's what happens. Wrestlers... They advance in the world, and then sometimes at the end of their career, they they devance in the world. They go backwards. But Ring of Honor had this sort of part of this niche. 
and they lost most of that niche to AEW, as did Impact, as did everyone else in the game. Mm-hmm. Again, they're, they're like imputing malice to it. Like, like I, I think that AEW is walking around like Snidely Whiplash or Dick Dastardly twizzling the, the mustache, going, hey, 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 we're going to kill everyone. I, I believe entirely that the, the, they set their sights on WWE. I mean, that's all they can't shut up about WWE. But they, while they're trying to take down that tiger, they're, they're trampling all the villagers. Agreed. All right. That's all I've got. That's all we've got. Um, Jeff, let's get into the plugs. Oh, yeah. This thing's the plug. Well, we thank them. That works. Uh, Garden of Doom, this week a Halloween show. We've got our, our award-winning poet coming on. We're going to talk about hell and literature. Um, so lots of cool stuff on Garden of Doom, not wrestling-related at all. Sometimes you'll hear me on some shows with the PWC, but it's been a minute. Um, I don't know. That's it. I mean, we already talked about Icarus Fell MD. Have fun paying attention to that you can find both of us at hammerlock hangover or hammerlock ho on twitter and the hammerlock hangover facebook page that's right and if you want to send us an email you can chat with us and uh send us questions comments your thoughts on the last last episode or any of the episodes i would definitely suggest with the ring of honor news you check out our previous episode about uh the case versus kelly klein i think that's episode 22 in the archive um yeah definitely worth a listen guys um happy halloween everyone and happy halloween hope you're safe hope uh you know your costume arrived in time i heard there was a lot of issues getting costumes i hope you stay evil my friends there you go there you go supply chain it's a it's a real thing now we've said it all we've said it all pretty sure that's where my contra shirt is it's on one of those crater container ships you're still waiting for this shirt? Yep. I'm still uh, waiting for confirmation that I bought a Miro shirt from AEW also. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good thing you didn't buy a CM Punk shirt, because I feel like you probably would have never received it. No, I'm waiting for him to feud with Bobby Fish on a pay-per-view, because that's what people want. <laughs> That'll keep the people going. Yep, you got to give right, the guys. people what they want. All right, guys, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, Jeff and Steve out. Congrats, Jordan Grace, on your digital media, social media, Apple Watch, (laughs) electronic roller skating title. Do you think that that Greg Hamilton will uh, challenge her now that he's got some free time? The Olympic ice skater? No, Greg Hamilton, the the diver. That's Greg Luganis. (laughs) All right. So there'll be a fatal three-way? Copy that. All right. See you later, everybody. Yeah. And if you liked what you saw, tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. And if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up.